I don't think change is going to completely happen just through hashtags and social media, but it starts with you. Really, what what is the core of this is like you, I I know now, and I, it's my belief that you have to become the instrument. Like, of course, we need change to happen on a broader scale, but it has to start with you. And I think when you become that instrument of trying to live your message, whatever that is, that's what kind of ripples, as I mentioned, and that's why I think kind of changes heart by heart. Hello and welcome to another episode of For Soul's Sake, a conversation in which we bring you the best in the world of wellness, in philanthropy, in trying to create transformative experiences of mind, body, soul. And today we've got an amazing guest, someone who I spotted on Instagram, uh, saw the amazing work he's doing, and I just started peering into the amazing world of Joshua Coombs, who is a true trailblazer, and I mean it, and an advocate for change. It was during a chance encounter on the bustling streets of London that everything changed. A conversation with a homeless man revealed to Joshua the power of a simple haircut in boosting self-esteem and restoring dignity. Inspired by this encounter, Joshua made a life-changing decision. He embarked on a mission to provide haircuts for the homeless in London one person at a time. Little did he know that this simple act of kindness would soon become a global movement the hashtag do something for nothing movement was born, inspiring countless hairdressers and volunteers to join the cause and make a difference in their communities. He has since collaborated with organizations tackling homelessness to provide comprehensive support to those in need. He's advocated for systemic changes, calling on governments and policymakers to address the root cause of homelessness. His passion and authenticity were undeniable, drawing support from influential figures, celebrities and philanthropists. Josh is now an accomplished author and speaker, sharing his journey and learnings across schools, institutions, and more. Josh's story is a testament to the fact that we all have the potential to be agents of positive change, one haircut at a time. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. You said you've taken like 26 <laughs> stops to get here, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Radhika. Really appreciate you having me. Thanks for that beautiful intro. It's not me as the team. I'm just reading off the I'm, script. I'm going to clip that and use that for my own purposes. <laughs> Do it. But no, seriously, really, really happy to to be here. Thanks for getting in touch. appreciate it's, it. It's an honor, deep honor and privilege to have you here. That chance encounter where you met that homeless person, I'm sure you've shared that story a million times, mm -hmm. but I want to hear it. I want to know, like... You were just like busy on your phone. I'm just imagining you like mm. hipster vibes, like walking through <laughs> London. You see someone home, so you stop just out of a chance. How did that chance encounter come about? Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, this is something that I guess stories sort of evolve over time, you know, mm. not that they change, but I suppose different moments kind of come up for you. So I'm always happy to, to talk about that. I think it's, um, yeah, it's interesting to go back to 2015 when I started, you know, um, doing this and when that first encounter happened. I think it was like a lot of people, you know, feeling quite compassionate. It's always an issue that we all see every day, you know, that has been rising for a long time, homelessness in all of the cities and towns that we live in, whether that be here in the UK, in Europe or in the US. And it came from, I think, a curiosity really of wanting to find out more about people's lives who can often, it can often be kind of the statistics that we see on the news. It can often be, you know, these news articles that don't, you know, kind of do more to make us feel connected to these lives that are getting lived behind um, this issue. So I was walking past people doing those things I could do each day, which was, you know, dropping a few quid uh, for somebody or maybe buying somebody a sandwich from Tesco if I had a bit more time. And this one day I was 
on well, actually waiting for my bus and I saw somebody outside of a cash point it was and um, outside of a supermarket and I had about five six minutes until my bus came I had my scissors my clippers and everything in my rucksack because what I do is sometimes after work I'd go to do a home visit for a client to try and make a bit of extra pocket money um, and you know I had this conversation with this person and remembered I had my my things with me and this person clearly you know, their beard was it was a gentleman probably a similar age to me and, you know, his beard and his hair had grown out and, you know, I asked if he wanted to ha a haircut. I didn't think about it too much. To be really honest, actually what happened was just remembering I had my things, asking him if he wanted a haircut and then, you know, he said yes and the moments then followed. And thinking back to that, I'm really glad I didn't let that internal dialogue get in the way of that experience of whether this would be top priority of somebody's needs, clearly who who might have a hundred other things they're thinking about in survival mode, wondering where they're gonna sleep that night, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, this guy said yes, and after that, we, we really got to know each other. I, you know, sat down on his level, set up my things, and sort of made it up as I went along. And, you know, what happened there with the shift that took place, I think, for me on a personal level, was the most important part of that. And the reason I say that is because the haircut clearly meant something to this person. It was in a great way to be able to restore a bit of dignity, to see this person's shoulders lift up. You could, you know, visibly see this person uh, kind of when they looked in the mirror at the end, almost recognized that somebody they hadn't seen for a while. Mm. It was quite like a, a transformation. You can even see it on your Instagram stories. That you, I even just saw it yesterday when you did the before and after. And you can just see this visible difference in their demeanor. Yeah. The kind of like their facial expressions. And I, I, I'll be honest, I had thought about it. I was like, maybe he tells them to smile like, in the after photo. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they don't, smile right? for, No, you know, I, I try and... It's authentic. It's, it's, it's all of... Yeah, I mean, for me, I... I, I know that each person, you know, in each interaction now is, is so different and I don't try and force things with that. I think at the beginning I was, you know, I wasn't documenting it straight away anyway, you know, because it was it was something that came later. But to begin with, it was, yeah, it was just seeing that that transition. Sometimes it's big smiles and you can see that somebody's a lot happier, but oftentimes it's the subtle things, you know, the things, the lines in somebody's face relax, you know, right. somebody you can feel, you can feel energetically when somebody kind of just relaxes a bit more into their body. And yeah, this first interaction, you know, what shifted in me was, yeah, the haircut was, was, was great. And I saw how much it meant to them, but it was a choice I'd made, which was instead of going to put a hundred quid in my back pocket that I really needed, actually, you know, I wasn't sitting on a a great deal of savings or much disposable income each month but instead I'd made the decision to go out and spend my time with somebody for free and on paper obviously you know in a lot of the schools of thought and the ways that we're taught in modern society it's that's not the best option yeah, compassion right? is just a theory it's like yeah being kind to others is just something that's written in in religious texts and spiritual texts but who actually lives compassionately and, and takes a moment like that I'll be honest if I'm just trying to picture myself standing at the bus stop you had six minutes to spare. You got your stuff in the in the in the bag. Mm -hmm. Like say for example, if it was me, I had I don't know a harmonium in my bag. I've got six minutes to wait. I'd probably just go no. Let me just scroll through Instagram and. Yeah. I, Do you know? Have, have you kind of dug into that like the trigger of how to bring about compassion or? Yeah, I think it happens for everybody in very different ways, and I think it happens at certain points in our life for certain reasons. You know, oftentimes in you know moments of crisis where we kind of remove what is this veil of reality that can feel so rigid sometimes who we are from the outside the external whether that be you and i sat here i mean of course i can't for one minute not honor 
the diversity that exists and you know how who we are and i uh i identity you know who we are in this world but i think i was at this point where i was searching for more than that and i i, I knew that that was bubbling me before this moment this interaction and you know i just I was happy in my life. I was doing things. I enjoyed my job as a hairdresser working in a salon. You're up close and personal with people every day. You've got to enjoy your job, you know, I think is in that profession. And, you know, I had social connections, going out to see my friends at the weekend and whatever, going away where I needed, you know, where I wanted to each year um, when I had some holiday and some spare cash. But there was part of myself that I wasn't connected to. And I think it was sort of when we talk about community you know obviously we first of all think about our nuclear family our friends our social circle but like our broader community like the people who live around us who you know might be strangers and you know that of course can start on your own street and people who live next door to you but i was walking past people each day who yeah they they're human beings and there are other beings living within the vicinity of where i live and it was a direct problem that i'd see each day on the way to work um so yeah that that moment, I think, came from a feeling that had perhaps been building for a while. Um, and I'm so glad it happened because it did it did change a lot of things for me. I mean, there's something about spending time with a complete stranger. How often does that really happen? You know, you spend I spent an hour and a half with this person, maybe two hours because cutting hair was obviously a lot different on the concrete, on the curb rather than in the salon with everything around you. And how often do you really you do that with, with somebody? And um I started to go out and do that more from that f that first interaction. That sort of became a pattern of every day I've, I had. And for the next three to six months doing this, not just in London, but other cities in the UK. I had a trip to Paris booked and the year after that, a trip to America. So about six months later, and I decided to take my things with me and start doing it in different places. And that's when things started to really grow. And I started to begin documenting these moments because it's a sensitive situation. The last mm -hmm. thing I think you want to do is put a camera in somebody's face when you're thinking about any issue that's very sensitive, but it would always follow the connection. And I, I felt that this was important because it was a reminder of something that was much deeper than the haircut or homelessness. It was about connection and the way we spend our time with one another being being present and showing up for for the people around us incredible i want to ask you about something that i think maybe you'll relate to and maybe you can shed some light on something that is an experience for me is in sharing something that is trying to uplift people um i regularly have to check myself around the validation i receive because of that and um like I know if it wasn't filmed, it didn't happen, right? So my, all my events are filmed. And even though I know it's like, it, there's a little part of me that goes, does it really need to be? But I know it needs to happen because that's how the conversation spreads. That's how awareness grows. That's how education happens, etc. But there is also a, a thing that's bubbling in me now where like I'm seeing this growth in my social media following and everything's starting to happen there. And then I'm also going, I don't know, like, am I doing it? just for that and how do you kind of combat that how do you kind of navigate that is my question because you've been doing this way longer than i have in terms of with the following with the reach etc yeah how do you navigate not doing it for validation sure yeah it's a really really good question yeah. i think and it's an important one because you know of course an act of compassion of kindness of love and you know trying to just live in that spirit each day these things happen every single day with nobody watching and that's what makes the world like tick you know i mean it's not about you know filming or sh showing that to the world for 
I think any other reason, the, the best way to answer that is to check in with your intention. And I think for me, intention's everything. And, and I know that it's, it's really important for us to have reminders of what is good in the world and other people to connect with who have similar values. And it can, it can I don't even want to say inspire people because it's more about, it, it can ripple that way. You know, mm -hmm. I think these moments when you see them and you're doom you know, scrolling through social media, we need positive, uplifting yeah, moments to, 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 to see. And, and I need that in my own life. So I think the decision to start putting this stuff out there, it wasn't an easy one. You know, at the time, I think it, I, I wrestled with that a lot. Is Instagram the right sort of platform for, for you know, this? And, and, you know, I just put it in the safekeeping of the reaction, really, which was just trying to I think the line to, to tread carefully is is always checking on your intention. And for me, just practicing non-attachment as well in a healthy way of, of, you know, you can get a love heart and you can get somebody saying, wow, this is what you, amazing what you're doing. But I can't receive that for me. I can only receive that as an appreciation or a it's 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 something that somebody else is connecting to from afar, which is just a feeling of love. And they're seeing it in action in another way, but they're relating and their hearts opening to a feeling of love. And the same way as if somebody's gonna, you know, give me a negative comment about something, or you know, have an idea uh, of how they see what I'm doing and maybe comment negatively, I have to be just neutral and and not attached to either one of those. So it is a practice, um, but I know that. Really radical. What I what I try and do with the work that I do from early on, I realized is I don't have much of a political conversation around the work I do because that's all in the mind, you know. And how can we shift from the mind to the heart? Because the heart doesn't know Tory, Labour, Republican, Democrat, red, blue, whatever. It, you know, when it opens and we we can have a conversation from this place, from the heart space, it we have just so much more. I think chance of 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 like connecting and you know the polarization and everything we see right now in, in the world i realized that having this human conversation is what i want to do when i go out and i meet people on the street man woman young old different backgrounds different upbringings all different life experience i try and say hey this is somebody i met them today you know i'd start off with their name mm -hmm. i tell a bit of somebody's story you can see somebody's eyes, face, you're connecting to an, a human being. And this issue, as much as we need political change, and of course, like I do try and advocate for those things, I think in the meantime, it's very important to, yeah, to, 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 to put things out there, I think, that we can all connect to, that kind of, the, the, yeah, that don't make this politicized in, in that way. Mm. As you, while you're speaking, there's an analogy that came to mind where in a night sky, there is a full moon and we have a choice at all moments whether we choose to look at the full moon or look at the dark night sky mm. and in the same way we can choose to look at what divides us and what polarizes us what makes us consider our differences what we consider to be our mm, yeah dislikes and oh i like it this way you like it that way that means i'm better than you mm. i'm higher than you we can choose to look at the dark night sky or we can choose to look at the moon, which is that there are so many similarities and experiences that we each and every one of us, dis despite our external differences, we all have this need for love. Mm -hmm. We all have this innate need to love and to be loved. 
And I think that innate need for love and to be loved, if it's not satisfied, then what's the point in looking at the dark night sky? You know, like let's just focus on that core thing. That, and I guess what I wanted to know next was, see, like whenever I go to the barber shop, I almost feel like it's a therapy session. I don't know about the other lads that are sitting in there, but I always feel like I'm having a therapy session. Like it's just a conversation. Like I can. He's not going to care whether I'm having a problem with my wife or you know this problem with my child or this. That, it's just a nice just chance to just blow up some steam. How do you navigate the kind of hardcore stories that you experience on the streets? Because I can imagine they're not kind of the light combos that I'm talking about in, in my barbershop experience. Yeah. You're I almost see. like semi-barber, semi-psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting, you know, because I knew my role as a hairdresser when I was working back in the salon, or like you said, a barbershop can play such a pivotal like a, this can be such a pillar in a community for oh, people yeah, yeah. to go and be and to share and yeah it, it might not from the outside look like somewhere you're going to share all of your troubles and your woes and your problems but yeah i think hairdressers barbers it's it's sort of part of being in the chair there's a trust that you have to kind of almost give up when you're sat there in that chair to the person behind you and yeah, I knew that when I was working in my, my job, but out on the street, that that comes into play a lot. I think there's something really important about where I, I go to people on their level where they are in their environment, rather than somebody coming somewhere for a service. Right. It's a different it's a different dynamic. I'm coming sort of, hey, like you're right here, I'm coming to have a chat and hang out, and we're gonna set up literally where you were sitting anyway. So. You know, they are in, in some ways, they're in an environment they're used to, let's not say comfortable, but, you know, I'm wrapping a gown around somebody whilst they're looking out on the world. And it's not this one-on-one, -on -one, I'm sat opposite you, which I honestly can find quite intense sometimes. I mean, like, this is great. I'm having a really good time yeah. right now. And you can tell when somebody's really receiving you, but especially thinking back to when I was a kid. Wow, I used to find it really hard in in school and another conversation in high school, like really even making eye contact with with people older than me for a long time. And I see this nervousness, and I see the walls, and I see the, the distrust. Feel the distrust sometimes to a lot of the world around them by the people that I meet, people who've been downtrodden on the world for quite some time, and um, for various different reasons. And 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 you can kind of almost just be where they are and they're looking out on the world and and it does open things up you know and it's it's not intentional but people do open and start talking about their lives and I think what I do is is I've just learned over the years just to try and try and sit with whatever's happening and not project too much of my feelings of what's going on to you know to not run too quickly to rescue a moment that might be you know, something very difficult. Somebody's talking about some experiences they've had because I've learned that sympathy is, is, is a natural emotion. Our heart goes out to people, but it's not that helpful. Um, I, I don't want to project too much of what might be my sadness or, or hearing how difficult it is for somebody. I just want to sit and, and be and show up and listen. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean, of course, I'm a human. I take things on, but I, I know that there's something more important I can do there, which is is just to sit with that. And be, be exactly. And you know, honestly, yesterday I was when I got to London and I I came. I always take my things with me in my bag, and I met a couple of people and I was reflecting on it afterwards. And I, I always think it would be so easy for me to concentrate on the things that are orbiting a person's life from the outside, which and sometimes, especially when you think about homelessness, you talk about homelessness, they can stigmatize this issue so much 
before we we kind of see somebody's spirit somebody's soul beyond like all of these these things that exist from the outside yeah i spend a lot of time with people who are right in the thick of substance abuse addiction mental health issues i mean yesterday i was with people who after i cut that hair yeah they had to go and score and i mean had to i say had to because you know i mean people who uh if they don't get that fix like they feel sick and they're not okay and it, getting high is a distant memory. It's about regulating and and feeling okay, quote unquote. And you know, you, you can see somebody from the outside as a junkie or a crackhead. And I, I I I could I spend time with people who could be labeled with all of these things, but you get beneath these layers when you spend enough time with somebody, and you you see the 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 humanity, and you see the innocence of the that person when they were a, a younger person who still they still have these hopes and dreams and underneath it's just it's just dormant or it's wrapped up in so much right now and this is why i talk about you know time and the way we can spend it with one another if people are listening to this okay i'm a hairdresser it's a very specific skill and if you're thinking well what can i do maybe this is something you're compassionate about too really this this gift we all have it's universal our time the way that we can go out and give that to one another because you never know when somebody's hope or the light in their life is it's been dampened so much or like imagine it's the horizon and hopes so far away it's this little blink of light just coming through on the horizon if you can bring that closer for somebody if you can give a little bit more perspective another vantage point you show up for somebody in that way it it can do so much and I've, I've seen it you know it might of course it doesn't fix someone's problems it doesn't give them a house or it doesn't give them everything they need in their life to be completely like secure but it, you know it's a reminder of something that as you mentioned is inherent it's, it's, it's something that's inherent I think for all of us so yeah I, I see I see the way that people come out of their shell and I see I try my best to see beyond those layers because I think that's what gets us really stuck sometimes and you know, do something for nothing is expanded to, yeah, it's just a movement. I don't run a not-for-profit or a charity. It's just been a way that other people have, have got involved. And, you know, it can be, there's been yoga teachers who've gone into drug rehabilitation centers to volunteer their time to get people moving, get people back in their bodies, feeling those those good brain chemicals again. There's been students who've gone in to spend time in an elderly person's home and doesn't have any family who, who come in and see them, you know, just to have lunch with this person. Um, and, you know, just... Other actions, people greeting a family who have recently been granted asylum, who've had to flee from their country, invite them around for dinner, say hello, share. Mm. You know, there's so many ways we can commune. There's so many ways we can connect. And yes, I don't think change is going to completely happen just through hashtags and social media, but it starts with you. Really, what what is the core of this is like, you, I, I know now, and I, it's my belief that you have to become the instrument. Like, of course, we need change to happen on a broader scale but it has to start with you and i think when you become that instrument of trying to live your message whatever that is that's what kind of ripples as i mentioned and that's why i think kind of changes heart by heart yeah i mean i want to urge everyone that's listened to that piece that was for me very very moving um to just not wait and just wait for an ideal moment like it could either be one day or it could be day one. Like you could either say one day I'll live with more compassion. One day I'll decide to give something even, you know, because I've, I've got enough. Uh, but 
day one is also today. You, you could start from today. And I love how you kind of like contextualize this. You don't have to be a barber. You don't have to be this and that. You just, as you are, whoever you are, find a way in which you can. Yeah. Yeah. And people, people are already doing it as well. You know, what I'm doing is, is nothing new. Do something for nothing is, is just a few words like four words that I came up with, which sounded kind of like a cool way to describe this. The truth is right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and the truth is, it's only looking at the, the money transaction side because it, it's not for nothing. I get a tremendous amount of, of, you know, it's taught me more the last seven years spending time with people in this way than I think I could have got from reading any book. And, um, I think people are already doing this, you know what I mean? There's there's incredible people who are who are deciding like, hey, you know what? Yeah, like you, you said, I love that. I'm not gonna wait around for one day. I'm gonna use maybe it's your skills, the things you were good at, but just reclaiming um like what community looks like for you, what yeah, what what you can do with the time you have, because you know, it's it's cliche, but we do know that, you know, what I mean it's very fleeting time we we have here and i don't think yeah i don't think about it in a way of 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 getting bogged down by needing to know what the solution is like i know that i i need to spend my energy doing the things i can do rather than focus on the things i can't and it can be incredibly overwhelming i get it like when you are scrolling through twitter and reading news articles you're thinking about all of the things we face the weight of the world i go into schools i give talks a lot about this i speak to young people who are more in some ways active more than ever and have all this incredible energy to go out and give to the world but are also feeling very overwhelmed and it's about like removing the shackles and, and focusing on the things you can do and starting with that because, yeah, that might not be change, you know, today, tomorrow, but you build on that feeling. You build on that that and kind of... I find of, that really interesting that you said that um, there's kind of innocence or a desire to give at the, when you're speaking in schools. Mm -hmm. Do you think life hardens us? Do you think it kind of like makes us more... This is normal to see someone that's in pain, substance abuse, mm -hmm. trying to find normality, homelessness, etc. No, no, it's normal. That's fine. It's just part of life, you know. Do you think we get hardened and do you think there's a need for us to strip back the layers regularly enough to just go, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. How is that normal? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, like, I, I, I say exactly what you've said. I, I, you know, we're in this time where so many things have become normalized. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're right. I think it is. I think it's become normalized and also life comes and it brings, I understand as well. You know, God, I grew up in a, a single parent family. My mum wouldn't have had time to do what I'm doing right now. Like she was looking after three kids by the time she was 24. And, you know, everyone's reality is so different. You might be chasing your career and have a really demanding job or you might be trying to put food on the table doing 60 hours a week for your family. So look, there's there's all kinds of reasons why you can you know, how much time you can give. But I think it is what you said. Things have become normalized. And also we in modern Western society, we live in a very, you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's a symptom when we see things like homelessness of the times we're living in, you know, so in our individual world bubble, accumulating what we need, what we are told is an equal success. Yeah, and and also we've just become much more isolated as mm. as people living in even bigger cities, you know? So yeah, it's 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 a few different factors I think that come into play with it all. But the practice I I, I really believe is is yeah, peeling away the layers, 
trying to unpick your conditioning because we're all products of our environment and it's not a bad thing. We grow up, we become, like you said, we become hardened by the world or we just become who we are in the spacesuit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And who we are in this kind of somebody-ness. And, you know, it's it's very... It's very... it's very easy to sort of to just walk around in the world like that for a long time and for me yeah i've been on my own journey recently of just trying through this work and through my own self-work of of recognizing that yeah i of course i have to honor who we are from the outside but i can't meet somebody not from a place where i'm trying to see them as or at least connect on a, on a soulful level and get beyond the layers. And I think when you start to do that, it's a practice and you, you, you build on that. And that doesn't just look like, for me, homelessness. It looks like somebody who votes different than me, somebody who has very different life ideals, opinions, visions, values, beliefs. I don't want to get caught up in any of that anymore of, of the division of it all. It doesn't mean I condone certain behaviors. It doesn't mean I still don't have my opinions or the ways i recognize that that's conditioning yeah this exactly and i we i don't i don't think it can be just some i think if it's all of us or none i really believe that my my the more the more i get deeper with, with all of this the more i realize that yeah words like empathy love compassion it's full spectrum you know it's not just for somebody who's being persecuted and somebody who's who's in a vulnerable position no, it's for, for somebody who might, from the outside, as I said, like be living a very comfortable life, might have accumulated a lot of wealth, might mm-hmm. be sitting on that wealth and not distributing it to every, anybody. But how do I want to... I don't want to harbor negativity about the person. I want to try and understand. I want to try and still have a conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. I don't want to close doors if I, if I can help it. It's powerful. Like I love this point that, you know, this, this is another practice that people can take away that... People often ask, what do I do if I'm going to go on holiday and I'm, I've got a bit of space now, what should I do? And one of the things I recommend is go into solitude. It's different from being alone. You've chosen to be in solitude and start to unpick your conditionings and start to realize that you're more than this body, more than this mind. And uh, that's the beginning of kind of spiritual realization. When people say, oh, what's the goal? Start by just being conscious. Start by being aware that you're more than just your conditionings, more than your likes and dislikes, more than this mind. Now let's go a step deeper, more than the body. Then this process of kirtan and bhakti, that's what I share, that's my spiritual practice. That's all about getting to that core of realizing that you're a spirit soul and that you are a loving being and that your purpose on this earth is to love, to be a loving service, both to divinity and also to your fellow human beings. And I think that that principle of starting with unpicking away your conditioning, it's it's quite a scary journey for people because we've built this narrative or many people have built a narrative where it's, this is my bubble, this is how it's all coated, these are the different layers, these are my goals within that bubble. But when you pick away the conditioning and you realize, oh crap, like what am I, what am I building this for? You know, all of these zeros are eventually going to go in the ground with me. Like there's nothing that's going to last beyond maybe even 10 years, 15 years, 20 years of all this hard work mm-hmm. that we're putting into building those zeros in the bank account. Mm-hmm. It's just a narrative. Yeah. And uh, yeah, starting with unpicking conditioning, it's it's hard work. Look, listen, if you're, if I'm looking at the camera now, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking into the mic. If, it's going to be hard work to unpick yeah. your conditioning, but it's the most necessary work yeah. to see that there is so much unity mm-hmm. in this diversity that we live in. 
It's, it's beautiful, brother. It's really, really, and your work, you know, I've seen, I caught, I nearly caught you. We bumped into each other at the festival recently. Yeah. Um, and I've seen your kitan and what you do with all of this. And it's, you know, all of these things are, there's so many different practices, so many different ways of, of getting to just, yeah, just presence and just to be and yeah. just to, to, yeah, to hopefully establish like a deeper connection with yourself and then and the people around you. And, um, your yoga is with scissors. Mine is with a mantra. Yeah, and there's so many different awesome. medicines for other people. It might be ultramarathon running. It might yeah. be, uh, you know, getting walking in nature. It might be, yeah, as you said, like practices of all different kind of like, you know, with the body and kind of, you know, mm. um, and and accessing kind of. I think, I think for me, I just I know that however you get there, it's it's not. It's just it, it can get all wrapped up, right? You said spirituality is something that you know I've had to really. F- find and, and go on a journey myself and and i think these things are just you could look at it almost in a way of how do you like what's the path of least least resistance and that's kind of really where i'm at right now like i don't want to resist anymore i don't want to go against the grain anymore you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're going to get on with anybody that you're going to agree with everybody but i i don't want to carry around with me what i think i did for a while which is externalizing anymore and and kind of looking outside for to blame another to to hold anger and and of course the world is the way it is and there's people whose hearts are are all locked up to this stuff and and i just i just know that still though i i i do not want to put my energy there I want to put my energy in love. I want to put my energy in actioning that love. I want to put my energy in connecting with people around me. I still have shitty days where I'm dealing with my own stuff and I'm not the best version of myself, but I'm trying to go back to that that place where I can and it feels a lot lighter. You know, so that's yeah. almost what I'm trying to say. My point is your incentives could be so many things, but that's the way what you're talking about of 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 the practices like yeah. removing the weight like the, the getting to somewhere where you can tread lighter in this world and i think that everybody you know wants that at the core of things Boom. yeah wow i feel like we could just sit on that and just end that. that's yeah. an incredible point. <laughs> you know, it's not no yeah. point just wrapping up your energy and trying to like blame the institutions and blame 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 and feeling that heaviness because of that blame and that frustration choose the path which is lighthearted, which is going to make you feel, how do you say, the path with least resistance. Yeah. And, and it's it's just, it's literally like, I get it. Somebody, I say I want to do, watch the news. Like, I watch something mm. and I see it mm. and I feel the pain, I feel the sadness, I might feel the anger. These things are all there. Course, yeah. But then it's, it's, it's then, then it's the choice. It's the, this is it how long do I want to stay there? How long do I want that to perpetuate and circulate and percolate with my body and be, be, be kind of with me? Like, do I choose sitting on that and tweeting about it and getting angry and whatever? Like, or I go, okay, I go out and I, that, that means I need to go out and, and be who, what I want to see in the world. And it starts with the really simple things, man. Honestly, the bus driver this morning before I got on the tube, yeah, just, just it's that person who's just getting beeped and tapped constantly wake them up say like not i'm not i'm just saying the way say hey good morning good morning morning." and you see somebody go oh you are you ah, i'm back to the human rather than robot Robot. just driving the bus for you know minimum wage an hour doing this 12 hour shift these things they uh 
It's, it's just an energy. It life into Yeah, me. exactly. You know, exactly. I've made it a habit of, even though it does exhaust me sometimes, I just love to wake people. It's exactly that. So my wife thinks it's a little bit annoying. But whenever <laughs> we're out, even if it's the, the restaurant waiter, the person yeah. that's, uh, you know, <laughs> scanning the food at Tesco, mm -hmm. I want to get to know that person. Mm -hmm. And just give them a little something. Just yeah. like that's that's part of my service. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, mm -hmm. I've been gifted so much in this lifetime mm -hmm. and this ability to go, hello. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, it's, it's not an uncommon gift. I think we all have mm -hmm. it. But just being able to just consciously uh, see people for who they are and not what you want them to be in that moment. Yeah. See them for who they are, not what you want them to be in that moment. It's powerful. Yeah. It builds so much empathy, builds so much love. If you want to be more loving, start by just saying to someone, are you okay? Yeah. Like, legit, like, how's it going? How's, how's your day been? Mm -hmm. Good? Yeah. yeah. Shift been all right? Yeah. 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 Start peeling, start peeling, start peeling. And then by the time they're scanning, you're finished scanning your food, you can leave them with a smile and just have a great day. Yeah. You know? I'll see yeah. you later. Have a great one. I'm sure I see you around. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that that really is, somebody could, could listen to that and, you know, think we're, you know, we're talking here about these kind of, like these loving actions and different things and you know again you know i'm just trying to get in the mind of maybe the pessimist here and saying how how is this going to really make a difference but if you really want to like to measure that maybe you can't but genuinely we are living in a time where it is an epidemic of of loneliness people mm. suicide rates are higher than they've ever been before people are feeling more isolated than they've been before it can be the difference sometimes. You don't know what's going on with another person. And these moments you're talking about, beautiful, just just, just showing up in that, even if it is while well, somebody's scanning your food at the checkout, whatever, it's, you, you don't know when somebody thinks back to that later that night. You don't know what that gives somebody in their lowest moments, a reminder. And um, yeah, that they, they matter, that they, they're, they're seen and they feel heard. And, and it's a healthy thing, I think, for you and that and person. And worst case scenario, it's helping us. Right. <laughs> to just be yeah. a bit more loving. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. The, of course. the person that gets purified the most, like people are always like, oh, you're doing so much, so amazing that you're sharing so many different <laughs> events and stuff. Mm. I'm like, if I'm totally honest, it's probably helping me a, a shit ton more than it is a lot of people. And that's, that's great. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the purification. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, everything we've been speaking about today, for me, I, th I think that's a, a, a really important point. Like, you, of course, the work that I've done, I've done this, in many different places now, different countries, worked with different organizations. And like, you know, this is my life's work, whatever path I'm on, I'm following whatever feels like the authentic, you know, like my soul's path to continue. I don't know where I'm going to be next year. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. And it's going to, yeah, and it's going to look so different for every person. But this is, yeah, of course it's for you, whatever this is, whatever this looks like. And as I said, it might not be, we're not just talking about, you know, uh, going out and giving your time to people in a certain position. Mm. It's about trying to live, live with a lens of kind of love on love, like a loving lens and, and looking through that at this world and trying to come back to that and come back to those things we were talking about, the medicines, the, the, the practices, the things that bring you back to the moment. And, um, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man, it's, 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 it's great. I feel positive. I feel positive because for all these, these people, you know, you asked me earlier about, do I take this stuff on? And, and of course I do. But when you go out and you, you start doing these things, you connect with other people who are, who are, have similar values. So you surround yourself with people who, you know, you, you, you feel more positive about things because I know amazing people who are, as you said, making 
not waiting around and 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 getting out there and and doing whatever it is that means something to them mm -hmm. so you surround yourself with that energy as a part of it so of course yeah i, I get a lot out of the work that i do as well I'm really honoured that we did yeah. this conversation, to be honest. Me too, man. I'm super happy to chat. Like, I know we could be here for, for ages, but Can I just want to like, say... Can you imagine, like, the hour's coming up? I know, man. That's I know. <laughs> yeah, it's... I still, we still haven't talked about plant medicine and all the things that are going on in yeah. Mexico with you. Yeah, and... yeah. Well... I mean that that stuff. <laughs> what do we do now? Depends whether you want to open. I mean, I could do the elevator version of that, but I mean, depends whether you want to open that or whether we've got time or not. I'm, I feel like I'm easy. Two is on the cards. Yeah, I'm. I'm easy. You know, I, I, you know, that's that's something that in my own journey. Yeah, recently working and traveling to to Peru and a healing center there, and now more recently in Mexico has been um, a really important part of healing some of the wounds that I needed to for me. And a, in a personal um from a personal standpoint but yeah it's it's a it's a whole other i mean i guess that that was going to be i guess the closing question is i always do these quick fire rounds mm -hmm. but it's kind of just to peel away the la layers of the personal sure the work you do is incredible but then i want to know what's really going let's maybe we'll do long fire well medium fire <laughs> yeah. i don't know if that's a thing but we're making yeah. it up um what's yeah. something that you're curious about right now in your life ah uh, yeah well i think it stems from from what i was just speaking about which is i I'm a student to working with with more recently like plant medicine and specifically ayahuasca and yeah being part and being able to help facilitate on a few a couple of retreats recently I am mm -hmm. so curious about the potential of what these these medicines can bring um moving forward in this world whilst honoring and respecting how sacred and the indigenous roots of these medicines and these practices uh uh you know have to be honored in the traditional and have to be honored in like where they exist in the communities they exist uh, and and that, that that has to be there all of that infrastructure for sure so that's again like another conversation but i see this bridging of worlds happening already um especially in the americas definitely happening here in europe as well mm -hmm. people kind of bringing these different modalities of healing like these different modalities of healing to to penetrate a lot of the the western mind and the, the traumas we're experiencing uh, that we're holding on to and um and and i think that yeah i think it, it, i'm curious about that i'm curious about how that's going to look in 20 years time of course we have many issues and 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 like we have to do a lot to to help this world in the meantime but as far as an awakening that feels very prominent and and backed up with ways to integrate these experiences to to integrate kind of um these these ways that we can heal maybe the the studies were there in the 60s and 70s but i think now in in the world we're living in i think it has a really yeah positive um future for for all of those things so i'm super curious of how that's going to mm. look in the years to come mm. yeah i'm curious about it for another reason in that um i'm an advocate of that which is the most blissful is already within and i'm curious about how this is going to because it's exactly what you said like the indigenous indigenous practices remaining or being respected from where they're coming from and i guess a whole conversation could open up here but like russell brand says it famously that if it's not from within you then something external to you cannot uh lift you higher than that's what's within and so then We've, I mean, I've talked to about this with many, many guests, and I'm trying to understand it further, but I'm, I'm also curious about where this is going to go in the next 10, 20, whether it becomes another substance yeah. or whether it's respected for 
the indigenous practice that it is and remain so. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what, there is a danger where someone's going to capitalize on it and try and make uh, it, you Of know, course, of course, just like the business. marijuana industry now in this America. I mean, so my teacher, Maestro Sui, he mm. um, is Shipibo uh, Hila out of the Ukeali um, region in the Amazon Basin in Peru. Mm-hmm. He talks about, when he talks about the plants and he talks about the the plant spirits and you know he's dieted for years like these different trees and plants and been in isolation and solitude can make forging these connect this connection with these these plants mm. as he calls them these plant spirits to then use to be able to help heal in, in the ceremonial setting working with ayahuasca and um he talks about the wisdom of the plants being the purest because they are just receiving the light of the sun and the intelligence of the plants kind of and also you know the water and, and soil that they're, they're of this earth and kind of part of 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 this incredible ecosystem and i think for me look radica i've had experiences when i was younger like recreationally many times with drugs i went for a period of time that i look back on now where i was quite regularly kind of yeah trying to trying to i think get somewhere that it was perhaps masking some things I hadn't addressed in me, but also it was fun. You know, I mean, there's times where it was very much like a, a fun thing with friends and there was a lot of enjoyment there. But this is something very, very different. And I think that I, I was very aware when I started working with with some of these plants and specifically ayahuasca and ceremony that is something very sacred. And you have a you have no choice but to kind of as part of that experience, kind of really feel that in a way that. It, no it's, drug yeah, and what, to what you're saying, I think it just it feels like what it's doing is it is accessing what is already in you. Mm-hmm. But for some people, there's a mis like a uh, they're unaligned. Uh, there's distortions within them. There's 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 you know distortions in the mind, but also so much um, they're carrying in the body through certain things that have have happened to them. Mm-hmm. So what it's doing is is stripping back and and and. And trying to penetrate and you're energetically purging things so you can access what is within, which is your essence, which is your, the highest form of like, you know, your, let's not say highest, but it's just the authentic kind of being and creative self, like these parts of your, your, yourself that can sometimes be, um, Mm. yeah, be very, very deep within somebody. But obviously, yeah, it's, it's kind of, for me is recognizing what's within is basically what I'm trying to say, but, um, the path may look differently for different people. Exactly. And this is something that is so individual to each person. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's, as I mentioned earlier, there's a, a, a hundred ways of, of getting to this destination, you know, and it's not for everybody. And one thing I would say just as a, you know, as a way to wrap this up from what I was talking about is, yeah, you, you know, you, with these experiences, it's so important to be trusting in being in an environment that that holds them and supports yeah. them yeah. and the preparation as well as ceremony experience, as well as most importantly, like the integration afterwards. Yeah. You have to be in a place it's where you're... a mature experience. Of course, like you're going into what has been described as, you know, spiritual surgery right and you're you've got to work with a surgeon who knows really and has experience in what they're doing to be able to come and practice this and stitch you up together so you can go back out in the world and and navigate this and support for that so you know it is something that's not to be taken lightly you have to you have to be and feel ready for these experiences and 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 yeah that's going to look different for everybody those different modalities of of what people are going to be drawn to thank you 
This has been an epic conversation. This has been I've great, man. I know, my man, I'm on, I want to say as well, like, I know we just scratched the surface, but also sometimes with podcasts, I'm like, I feel like I was so many things I want to chat to you about and, <laughs> and ask you about. And, you know, it's been all me, me, me. No, so but you're we'll, a guest. We'll, yeah, I know, but we'll keep in touch, man, because I'd, sure. I'd love to connect on a level sure. where I'm finding sure. more about you and, and what you're That's up to very as well. Of you, but you're doing yeah. incredible things. I wanted to give it a platform. Cheers, man. People to know that there is... Uh, this opportunity for them also that it doesn't have to just be people that have a platform but even day one is for you as well you know yeah, if yeah. It, i'm talking to the camera i'm talking to all of the mm -hmm. audience mm -hmm. the day one is for you as well that this is your opportunity to consider what can i do today mm -hmm. that's for nothing yeah that is for someone else yeah you know and and uh yeah just deeply appreciate you deeply appreciate everything you're doing and uh, let's keep in touch thank you brother to everyone that's listening thank you so much for joining us on this episode of a soul sake if you enjoyed it you know the drill. Give it a like, give it a share, drop a comment, send it to someone across the world. You know, spread the spread the conversation further. If there was anything here that you felt um, triggered you, that made you feel more thoughtful, then write to us. Tell us what you're thinking about. Tell us what's kind of wearing around in your noggin. Want to hear all about it. See you on the next episode of For Soul's Sake. Sending you all lots of love. Adi Bol. Oh